How to Create a Glitch Monologue Season 10 Chapter 7 This is Episode 7 of How to Create a Glitch in the Matrix Monologues Season 10. In this episode, we will be further elaborating the six-unit primordial class system introduced in this season, drawing conclusions from the available information to properly formalize the ideas outlined in previous podcasts. This episode will be drawing upon Season 5 Chapter 9. First of all, it is necessary to make reference to some of the elements of the last podcast to draw further conclusions. The three dimensions of time and three dimensions of space were outlined in the context of the six pairings of thoughts as follows. So we know then that the three dimensions of time can be represented by 1. Left-handed open paired to closed. 2. Right-handed open paired to closed. 3. Closed to closed. Well we also know that the three dimensions of space possess the property of length. So, we know that the spatial dimensions, are, 1. Left open with left open. 2. Right open with right open. 3. Left open with right open. Now, since we know that dialectical pairings of open thoughts capture tension, but we also know that they are associated with one of the spatial dimensions, we can say that they have some net positive length displacement in addition to representing some force. Likewise, we know that the other two dimensions of space release tension, being open pairings, while also having some positive length displacement. These two qualities, tension and displacement are also present in Hooke's law, which is the law governing the functioning of springs given some force applied. If we hypothesize that the dimensions of space function very much like a spring, we can say that F equals K, spring constant, multiplied by the displacement. Now, we envision that the substance of thought, the substance of being, is akin to a spring with some force depressing it, producing a spatial dimension. Along these lines, we can observe that the depression or displacement caused by dialectical pairings would represent some maximum associated with the quantum of entropy created by that dialectical pairing. Likewise, the open pairings of same orientation, the other two spatial dimensions set out above, i.e. left to left or right to right, release tension, producing acceleration of the creation of that spatial dimension, but minimum displacement. Now we also know that dialectical thought pairs degenerate into open pairings. This means that the third dimension of spatial geometry is degenerative into the first and second, x, y. This degeneration of the third dimension, z, would account for gravity. The other interesting point is that we can predict that the third spatial dimension comprising open thoughts which are dialectical, produce contradictory observations regarding simultaneity, consistent with observations of special relativity. Now, the time dimensions tell a different story. The first two time dimensions capture tension, the same as the dialectical pairings do, while the third releases tension. We know that closed thoughts don't degenerate, but what they do is substitute the internal for the external of a second pairing. That isn't relevant yet, but it may be as we further our analysis. With regards to the three dimensions of time, we must imagine that time is like a rubber band of a certain length. One can create folds in the second and third dimensions of time but as that length is lost to the folds in the second and third dimension, the remaining fabric within the first dimension is stretched thin. 
Thus, as the value of the second and third dimensions increases the experience of the flow of time increases for the observer. This further tells us that closed thoughts, as negation, have a temporal component, regardless of whether they are paired with an open thought or another closed thought. As we negate our impulses, we are acting in one of the three dimensions of time. Hence, it becomes possible to see that it is possible that on some plane every inhibited thought happens. This is all speculation of course. But the point of building a web of associations is to create a systemization which follows intrinsic rules of its own logic. An internally consistent theory will engage with the substance of reality, manifesting one's impulses and inhibitions. In later episodes we will link the web of associations we are building to practical tips, rituals and narratives, which will enable us to activate it for the purposes of creating a glitch. That's the end of the podcast for today. If you enjoyed it, please like, comment and subscribe.